We're a week and a half into the 2023 season. Who are some of the top pitchers in AAA that you're likely to see in the bigs this year? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, editor-in-chief of Bravestoday.com, freelance baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. We're proudly part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And today's episode is made possible by our friends with HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MLB60 and use promo code MLB60 for 60% off plus free shipping. So, week and a half into the MLB season, AAA's been going on for about the same amount of time. Remember, they started the day after MLB did. And so, a couple of listeners have asked for, hey, who are some pitchers in AAA that are promising that we have a good chance of seeing in 2023? Obviously, if you're in a redraft fantasy league, probably guys to have on your watch list. Can't necessarily say go out and grab any of these guys just yet, but definitely guys you're going to want to have on the list for eventual call-ups. And the first two, I think prominent guys, we have to look at two guys that are on the Los Angeles Dodgers or in the Dodgers system, Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone. Different ideas about who's going to come up first, uh, but... Both of them very promising pitchers. We'll start off with Bobby Miller, 2020 first rounder out of Louisville. 6'5, 220, has a, you know, has that good frame, but got 24 games last year between double A Tulsa and triple A Oklahoma City. And most of them were in Tulsa. 20, 20 of the 24 appearances were in Tulsa. Uh, Oklahoma City was about four starts towards the end of the year. But combined 112 and a third innings. With a 4.25 ERA for Bobby Miller, 145 strikeouts, so 11.6 per nine, and that number went up in Oklahoma City, so you feel good there, to 37 walks, three walks per nine, and that number went down in Oklahoma City. So again, you feel good about that. 12 home runs allowed. Uh, of those, eight in Tulsa, four in Oklahoma City. So a little bit of concern there. He struck out guys more, he walked guys less, but he gave up more homers. And the thing here, and I think the ultimate key to Bobby Miller and when he gets called up is what he does with the fastball. So the combination of pitches are very, very good. But if you remember what we talked about last year with Hunter Green of the Reds, a fastball with fantastic velocity, but the movement profile wasn't fantastic. Bobby Miller has a similar problem. So he throws a two-seamer and a four-seamer, prefers the four-seamer, and it is amazing velocity, right? I mean, it routinely sits 98, 99. He can touch 101 with it. I think I saw 102 report from sometime in spring or in his first start in AAA. I'm not sure. But again, the movement profile isn't fantastic. He can command it really well. And obviously the velocity is there. So it's a really good pitch. And when he mixes in the two-seamer, you know, because obviously it is it is a sinker. It is tailing away. Uh, you know, and then the velocity is really good on that. It's still the the two seamer still sits upper nineties. 
it makes it harder to sit on that four seamer and just plan on putting the barrel where it is and timing it up because the two seamer is going to run on you. So he can get away with having less than exemplary movement and shape on that four seamer because the two seamer is there and is so good. He also has a very good slider. I'd probably give it a 70 grade as well. Kind of tight late break to it, but uh, very good, very good weapon, very good to, uh, to miss bats, swing and miss and weak contact, things like that. The changeup has developed into a plus pitch, sits high 80s, you know, 87 to 90 or so. And he's gotten better. He's, he's worked on that specifically and gotten better with that. The last pitch, not like he needs more, but he has a, a, a curveball in the low 80s. It's a vertical, that's a, it's two plane break, kind of sweepy with vertical drop as well. Uh, one of the scouting reports I saw called it an 11 to four. So there's that two plane down, you know, diagonal break on it. Uh, he's pretty good at, at throwing a lot of these for strikes. He can, he can spot the fastball for strikes, both of them. Uh, he can land the slider for a strike. He can, he can land the changeup for a strike if he needs to. Obviously they work well as chase pitches. The issue that he's had in the past is, well, landing the change hasn't always been reliable for him, but the issue he's had in the past is he, the mindset sometimes, he's a little too aggressive and he's too willing to go back to the same well of, I'm going to blow, like, hey, I geared up and fired a 101 mile hour fastball and you fouled it off. Well, I'm just going to throw another one. I'm going to, I'm going to blow this fastball by you. And, and sometimes neglects to use some of the secondaries. So getting him to be a more, not going to say patient, but just getting him to work on the sequencing a little more and not being so intensely competitive on, I'm going to beat you with this pitch. It's just focus on, I'm going to get you out. I don't care how I do it. I don't care if it's the fastball, the curveball, the slider, whatever. So a little bit of work to do there, but very, very promising for Bobby Miller. I mean, this dude could be a number two pitcher in MLB if this all comes together right. And I think you'll see him this year. But I think if you see anybody before him, you'll probably see Gavin Stone. He uh, has more experience at, at like in AAA, and it feels like you may see him first. Although his starts this year haven't been great. So 2025th rounder for Gavin Stone out of Cent- University of Central Arkansas. 26 games last year between Tulsa and Oklahoma City. 25 of those were starts. And also a majority were in Tulsa. Uh, 14 appearances there. Six in AAA Oklahoma City for Gavin Stone. But 148 ERA statistically was significantly better. 148 ERA in 121 and two-thirds innings. 168 strikeouts, so 12.4 per nine. 244 walks, 3.3 per nine. Only three home runs allowed. So walks were relatively close. He was better by almost a full strikeout per nine. And the ERA was about over two and a half better than Bobby Miller's. Uh, It feels like the ceiling isn't necessarily as high on Gavin Stone, but the floor right now is a little better. So uh, weapons, his big thing, we talk about the fastball first because we always talk about that. It's not his best pitch, but still a plus pitch. Sits... 97 or so like better. He's another pitch that doesn't have exemplary movement, but he's got pretty good command of it. So we can leave it, leave it where he wants to leave it. And then Gavin Stone's big thing is the changeup 70 grade changeup sits mid eighties. 
Uh, has a lot of late movement to it, both arm side run and drop. And he can throw it in any count to any portion of the strike zone and land it for a strike. He can uh, he can induce chase with it. Again, he can land it for a strike. It's just very, very hard for guys to barrel up. You almost never see somebody barrel that changeup up. Uh, to go along with it, he has a slider average to, I think it's above average, but it's a vertical breaker, sits in the mid-80s. And then he's got a curveball that he rarely throws high 70s, but he can. Uh, He can land it for a strike too. So it's one of those early in the count, steal something early and then move on kind of things. But again, the big thing here, just fantastic control. The control is very good. Um, Can spot the fastball anywhere, can spot the uh, changeup anywhere. Just pounds the zone with strikes. Uh, Let's the defense work behind him. And again, nobody really squares up that changeup. So it's a good profile for something that the Dodgers would do. Uh, he holds the stamina well, which is good because frame-wise, he's like he's listed at 6'1", 175. He's not a huge guy, but he holds the velocity deeper in the starts. Uh, so you feel good about that. I feel like Gavin Stone's probably the first one to come up if you have to call one of these guys up from Oklahoma City. But again, Gavin Stone did have an iffy start to the year. Uh, seven and two-thirds innings, eight hits, seven runs while he's been in Oklahoma City. So a little bit of question there about uh, is there something going on right now? Is he still getting in shape? Things like that. I do feel like Bobby Miller has the higher ceiling for the Dodgers, but Gavin Stone has the better track record, especially last year. In just a minute, I want to get to a couple lefties, including the best left-handed pitching prospect in baseball. But first, Today's episode is brought to you by our friends with So Rare. It's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace where fans become owners. Officially licensed digital cards featuring players from all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball uh, platforms where you just draft guys and then when the season's over, you're done. There's no connection, no attachment, nothing left for you. You truly own the fantasy experience. You can collect You can buy, sell, compete with your player cards against global opponents to win rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards. There's no cost to play. You can get started for free. So the way this works is you go and you go to sorare.com. That's S-O-R-A-R-E dot com slash locked on. You select your free player cards. And the thing here is you're entering your seven-man lineup. Starting pitcher, relief pitcher, Corner infielder, middle infielder, outfielder, extra hitter, can be any hitter, and flex can be any player but Shohei because he breaks the game. And then there's two game weeks per actual week, Monday through Thursday, Friday through Sunday. You set your lineup from your cards. At the end of the week, there's leaderboards and people at the top or higher up on the leaderboard get different rewards. It could be rare cards. It could be MLB merchandise, game tickets, VIP experiences, all kinds of amazing stuff. So go to sorare.com slash locked on. Again, S-O-R-A-R-E.com slash locked on to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today. Again, sorare.com slash locked on MLB to start playing today. So looking at more Triple A pitchers you may see in 2023, some of the top guys. Let's talk about Kyle Harrison of the Giants. I think he's the best left-handed pitching prospect in baseball. 2023rd rounder out of high school. Uh, good frame, 6'2", 200 is what he's listed as. Got 25 games last year. 
between high A Eugene and double A Richmond, which normally that's a level where you're not necessarily saying, yes, this guy's definitely going to be definitely going to be a, a major league starter as soon as this year, but he's that good. So 271 ERA in those 25 starts, 18 in double A Richmond, seven in, in uh, high A Eugene. 271 ERA, 113 innings pitched with 186 strikeouts, 14.8 per nine. So that's great. 49 walks, 3.9 per nine, 13 home runs. The thing with Kyle Harrison is this all comes back to the quality of the fastball and the two off speeds that he throws along with it. So the fastball, probably a 70 grade, one of the better lefty fastballs in all of the minors. Sits 95, can touch. Last season was touching 97. I think I saw something about him hitting 98 uh, early this year in, in AAA Sacramento, where he is right now. But 41% swing and miss last year. That was the highest uh, whiff percentage for any minor leaguer who threw at least 1,000 four-seam fastballs. So, like again, Kyle Harrison's fastball is one of the best lefty fastballs in all of the minors. Just very, very good pitch. Controls it very well. And it's he gets great extension and great deception, right? He's got a, a little bit of a funky delivery and a lower release point. And so the extension's good to the plate, so it plays up off that velocity. And it's hard to pick up out of the hand. And then to go along with that, he has a, a, a slider and a changeup. So the slider is a sweepy slider. I've got it as a plus pitch. I've seen 65 somewhere on it, but it sits in the low 80s. Again, a ton of sweep to it. He can land it for a strike whenever he wants to, so no worry there. He actually can land it for a strike more often than he does the fastball or the changeup. Uh, the changeup is, I've got it as above average. I think Baseball America had it as average. I think Pipeline had it as either average or above average, but I've got it as above average. Uh, it It... Sits mid-80s, 84, 85 or so. Uh, he needs to throw it maybe a little bit more. They worked on that last year. I think an ideal pitch mix is uh, still fastball heavy, but fastball slider change. You want the change to get around 15% or so. He threw it a little bit less than that. Um, the big thing here is the command, okay? So again, weird delivery kind of has some, some cross-body stuff. The low release point. The sweeper plays up off of it. The fastball plays up up off of it. But because of the way that he releases everything and the mechanics of the delivery, the command isn't that great. So uh, that's your concern there. Again, when you look at his walks last year, 3.9 walks per nine, that's what he's going to be working on in Sacramento from what I've been told. He walked four in his first game. So something to work on. But as soon as they feel good about where he is with the walks, you could see Kyle Harrison up for the Giants sometime this season. Another lefty who I think I'm higher on than a lot of the uh, the prospect apparatus is Matthew Liebertor of the Cardinals. 2018 first rounder out of high school by the Tampa Bay Rays was traded over in the Randy Arozarena deal between the Rays and the Cardinals. 6-4-200, uh, 22 games in AAA last year and nine games in the big seven of those were starts. And the stats aren't necessarily great. So 22 AAA games, 5-1-7 ERA for Matthew Libertor, 115 innings pitched with 116 strikeouts, so 9.1 per nine, to 41 walks, 3.2 per nine with 16 home runs allowed. 
In those nine MLB appearances, seven of those were starts. The ERA was still in the fives, 5.9, in 34 and two-thirds innings, 28 strikeouts, so 7.3 per nine. It dropped almost by two strikeouts per nine to 18 walks, 4.7 per nine. The walks came up by one and a half per nine, five home runs allowed. And I think that MLB sample is why a lot of the prospect people are not high on Matthew Liberatore, but I really am. So the fastball, uh, above average. I have it above average. I've seen average a lot of places. He throws both a four-seamer and a two-seamer. The four-seamer sits around 95, has some late ride up in the zone. The two-seamer doesn't have a lot of drop, but it has less ride and a ton of run to it. Okay, so movement profiles there are really nice. Uh, The curveball, tons of spin. I think it's this best pitch. I've got it as 60 or 65, I keep going back and forth on it. A lot of places have it as a 60, as a plus pitch. But sits in the mid-70s, ton of spin to it, vertical break. Not in, not directly down, it's 1 to 7, a little, little bit of an angle, but it's close to straight vertical drop. Um, does really good at getting, really good at getting swings and misses. That's the, that's the big swing and miss pitch. Uh, has a gyro slider, he uses it mostly against lefties. Sits around 85 or so. Uh, and you know, and then he's got a, a changeup sits in the mid to high 80s that not necessarily the, the the best pitch because it kind of does a lot of the same movement as the two-seamer. I think there's some tweaks you could do to the arsenal, maybe work on a change that drops a little more. But I like the combination of tools that Matthew Liebertor has. He remind this is not a comp, but he reminds me a lot of an early Max Freed. As Max Freed started to figure out, you know, uh, fastball with good velocity, a pretty, a, a pretty nice curveball, working on some of the secondaries and the change to figure out what'll work the best with the arsenal. Uh, so it reminds me a lot of an early Max Freed. I'm higher on Matthew Liebertor than a lot of other people are, but had a great debut. Uh, he's thrown in two innings now in AAA Memphis, or sorry, two outings in AAA Memphis. Ten innings pitched, seven hits. No runs, four walks to 14 strikeouts. So the swing and miss stuff has gotten better. The walks, the walks, 3.6 per nine, the walks have gotten better, albeit small sample sizes. Uh, again, I really like Matthew Liebertor. I think that when he comes up, I think everything might click. There's an opportunity. Uh, St. Louis needs good pitchers. I think Matthew Liebertor can be that guy. Uh, the third guy, kind of real quickly here, Brandon Fought of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They just moved Dre Jamison uh, from the bullpen to the rotation. Uh, If he struggles or he uh, has issues in any way, Brandon Fott's going to be the guy that comes in next. 2025th rounder out of Bellarmine, uh, which is in Kentucky. 29 games started last year between AA and AAA. 383 ERA and 167 innings pitched. Dude's a workhorse. 218 strikeouts, 11.7 per nine. 233 walks, 1.8 per nine. Very low. 28 home runs allowed. Um, fastball slider is the name of the game for Brandon Fott. The fastball sits around 94, 95, touches 97, 98, uh, kind of, kind of looks like a cutter, right? Uh, but it has good carry. And so he can throw it up in the zone on like a lot of cutters. You like to try to keep them down or in. So, but the, the big thing here is the slider plus pitch. It's a sweeper sits in the low to mid eighties. He got better with the changeup last year. That runs the other direction from his other pitches. And then he has a curveball that's below average, 
but he can use it early in the count to kind of steal a strike. So you've got um, break each direction. You've got a pitch up in the zone. You got a curveball down. You got different movement profiles, different velocities, and he pounds the zone. He's worked really hard at kind of not leaving things in the middle, but working the edges. And uh, but everything comes. The delivery's smooth. It's repeatable. Everything comes out of the same release point, the same arm slot, and tunnels pretty well. So it's something where uh, I've seen a lot of projections as to number three, things like that. I think he can be better than that. I think he can be a number two. I really like Brandon Fott. It's just a matter of getting him playtime because Dre Jameson just got moved to the rotation from the bullpen. He's the first option while they have an injury there in Arizona. In just a minute, we've got two more guys that are a little bit of a longer shot to get into starting rotations this year, but you may see in some capacity. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. There's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if you don't win. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if you don't win. The, my favorite thing to track on FanDuel is the Rookie of the Year odds. We've seen a lot of movement in the Rookie of the Year odds, especially, especially in the American League. The new favorite for Rookie of the Year in the American League, Boston Red Sox outfielder Matsutaka Yoshida. He is at plus 400, Anthony Volpe plus 450, Gunnar Henderson plus 450. So Volpe jumped Henderson, Yoshida jumped them both. National League. Jordan Walker is now the favorite, plus 390, followed by Corbin Carroll at plus 410, and Cody Singa of the Mets at plus 460. If you want in on some of this, don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up with FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball and the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay. Last couple pitchers here, a little bit of a longer shot to see them in the rotation, but I still think you'll see them. D.L. Hall of the Baltimore Orioles, lefty, 2017 first rounder out of high school, uh, where I went to high school, but also Georgia, although we went to different schools. Some games in MLB and some games in the minors last year, but most of his MLB games were working in relief. So, 24 games in the minors, 20 of those were starts, mostly between AA and AAA, and almost entirely in AAA. He had a little bit of a rehab thing, so he went to high A for a game, AA for a game, and then AAA Norfolk. 4-4-8 ERA in 84 and a third innings, 137 strikeouts, so 14.6 per nine, to 50 walks, 5.3 per nine, and 10 home runs allowed. Did get some time in the bigs, started a game, and then they moved him to the bullpen to work to, to manage his innings. Because he had a very short year in Bowie in 2021. He only pitched 30 innings. So they wanted to kind of manage his innings there a little bit. But one start and then 10 relief appearances in the bigs. A total of 13 and two-thirds innings. 5.93 ERA. 19 strikeouts. So 12.5 per nine. To six walks. Just under four walks per nine. Did not give up a home run. Uh, the reason why I think you'll see him, if nothing else, in relief is because he's got some of just the best pure stuff as a lefty pitcher in the high minors. So the, the, the fastball sits in the upper 90s. He can touch 100 with it. 
It's got pretty good movement up in the zone, pretty good carry on it. Uh, the slider, it's a sweepy slider. I've got a little plus pitch, sits in the upper 80s. He has a change up, I think it's above average. Plays really well off of the fastball, uh, sits in the mid-80s, I like that. The curveball, upper 70s, probably an average pitch, but really good extension. And so a lot of this stuff plays up. The issue he has is repeating the delivery, repeating the mechanics consistently. And because he doesn't always do that, he doesn't necessarily always hit his marks, keep the ball in the zone. You see that in some of the walk numbers uh, with walking five and a half guys per nine in the minors and walking four guys per nine in the bigs. But his pure stuff is so good if he can make it look like a like a strike out of the hand, that might be all that matters. A guy commits to it, and he misses the spot. It doesn't matter. A guy's already committed to the sweepy slider and ends up in the other box. So, love what D.L. Hall can do. Just a matter of getting the biomechanical stuff worked out, repeating the delivery so he can just pound the strike zone with strikes. If he can do that, I can see him as a uh, top half of the rotation guy. If not, I think what he does now would work in relief. In Baltimore. So either way, pretty confident you'll see him this year. The other guy, less of a track record in the upper minors, but or less of a track record in AAA, but Taj Bradley of the Tampa Bay Rays. 2018 fifth rounder out of high school. Got 28 games between double A and triple A. 12 of those were in Durham and 16 were in Montgomery. So double A, Montgomery, 16, uh, 12 in triple A Durham. But 257 ERA in 133 in the third innings, 141 strikeouts, so nine and a half per nine, to 33 walks, 2.2 per nine, and 14 home runs allowed. The stuff that he has is very good. The fastball, I see a lot of 65 grades. I've got it as a 70 grade, sits in the upper 90s. He can run it up to 100. Lots of life. His second pitch is, he calls it a cutter. It, it, it's, thrown like a cutter, right? Uh, he, he grips it like a cutter. He, he arm speed and everything like a fastball, uh, but he can manipulate the shape kind of like a slider. Like you see a lot of guys do that with the slider. So he doesn't get a ton of swings and misses on it. It's more so a, 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 a induced weak contact kind of pitch and get a ground ball, things like that. The issue you necessarily have here is uh, he doesn't really have a third pitch. He's worked on some other, he's worked on a changeup, he's worked on a curveball. Neither one of them really that great. The changeup's kind of a splitter. It's below average. The curveball is, I think, even like behind the changeup. You can, you know, sits high 70s. You can break it out early in a count, steal a strike early, but it's not really a reliable pitch uh, as far as landing it for a strike or it moving enough with, uh, with enough deception and blending with some of the other pitches through the tunnel to be a reliable uh, option for him. So he's kind of that fastball cutter or fastball slider. Uh, he locked into those two pitches. Now you can, can do a lot with that slider because he can change the shape. But I think there's a reason if you don't see him at the big league level this year, it's because they want him to get better at that third pitch. I do think Taj Bradley can do it with the two, but if he's not on, it's not going to be pretty. So your margin of error is a little bit slimmer uh, if he tries to make it as a two-pitch guy. I think you could possibly see him out of the bullpen. They, he started off really slow, 
when he first got into the system. But in the last two years, he went all the way from low A to triple A. So they've moved him a little bit faster. And again, he got 60 innings in Durham last year. Uh, there's an entire, entirely real possibility that they call him up, use him in the pen a bit this year, and then ease him into the rotation. A little bit of a longer shot some of these other guys. That's why I have him towards the end. But I definitely think Taj Bradley could do it as well. Fantastic week this week. Reminder, if you have questions for the Monday Mailbag, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show is on Twitter at Locked on Farm. You can email us, LockedInMLBProspects at gmail.com or drop your questions into LockedInMLBProspects Discord. Links in the episode description. Links in the show notes. Till tomorrow's show, remember, it's always a great time to pay a minor leaguer.